Hey everyone, welcome to the My Nights Are Booked podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Beth Pollock, and today I am thrilled to share with you an interview that I did with the director of The Secret Life of Amy Benson, Stacia Crawford. Stacia was the director not only for the first season, she directed the for the four episodes in the first season, episodes three, four, five, and six, but she's also the director for the entire second season. And as you know, they already filmed season one and season two at the same time. So shooting is complete. And now we have the long wait, or hopefully not a long wait, until the second season. It's currently in post-production. Um, so it's getting ready to be released, but it's it's not ready quite yet. We don't have a release date. And so now it's it's now that the series is out, I think it's really fun to be able to go back and talk about how scenes came to life, what it was like bringing the, the book to life. Um, if you listen to the interview that I did with Maddie McCormick, who plays Amy, she talked about how she didn't want to get too far ahead in the books. And so it was really interesting to hear how Stacia prepared and was, you know, similar that, you know, she didn't, she didn't want to get too far ahead of herself in terms of knowing what was going on. And that can be challenging with the way that the, the show was filmed um, because they shot out of order. And, you know, so there's a lot of really interesting kind of behind the scenes goodness that if you've watched this, the first season, listening to this conversation will enhance your experience of it. And it's something that I, I really appreciate. And I'm so glad that I had a chance to talk with her. So without further ado, here is my interview with Stacia Crawford. All right. So today on the podcast, we have Stacia Crawford, and she is the director of several of the epi- episodes of the new Passion Flick series, uh, The Secret Life, Secret Life of Amy Benson. And I am so excited to talk with her because this series has just been amazing so far. And she's coming back for season two. So Stacia, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you. This is like, this has been so much fun. I, I, I have to admit, as much as I love movies, I think I like the series better. I like the week to week format. I like kind of, you know, not rushing through it, not you know, being able to take your time with it. And so being able to, to see this story come to life over six episodes has just been phenomenal. Hasn't it? I know. It was so great to film too. Yeah. I mean, it, you definitely, I, I feel like it, you know, I, I, I have so many questions for you, but like, do you think that, do you think there was any other way to tell the story? Do you think it lends itself to it? Like the series format better than a movie format? Oh, for sure. There's so, there's so much information going on. And so, um, the characters are, are constantly moving. Mm-hmm. Um, and also in the book, you hear a lot of Amy's inner dialogue, like you hear what she's thinking. So in the, um, in the TV series, we really had to translate that into a visual medium. So I do think, um, I think we would, we would have just lost so much had we um, narrowed it down to just, you know, a 90 minute or an 85 minute movie. So I really do think, and plus each, each season um, follows each book. So Mm -hmm. I think it was really clever of Tosca to do it that way. um, So that we really wrap up a whole book in a season, but the seasons lend, you know, they lead into the next season, which is really clever. Oh yeah, for sure. And that, I mean, I think, you know, again, it, there's something really special about passion flicks and 
I've had this conversation with so many people about how I don't think people understand how unique it is to take the time to do that because it is, you know, there's, especially nowadays, I mean, it's, it's really scary out there, you know, in terms of seeing, I mean, I, I, I have an article in my, my day job where I, I keep track of all the canceled shows Mm-hmm. And it's already super long. Just it's supposed to go for the whole year. And just this right. month, it's just been a bloodbath of movies and shows being shelved that, you know, that that have life in them. And and usually when people, you know, Passion Flix is just going full steam ahead with, you know, yeah. like acquiring new properties. They just picked up the Black Dagger Brotherhood. But this commitment so to telling oh, I know, isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. Very. It's, you know, and that's going to be a series too, which is really exciting because I think that's another one that just lends itself really well. Um, right. Just, there's several it, books to that one. So that's, yeah, that's going to be like, a lot of fun. If I counted right, there's like two dozen books. I mean, I can't imagine. I think it might be more than that even. I don't yeah, know. I really don't know. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's an impressive list and it just, but it just, it, that commitment to like, the commitment to telling the story in the way that the story makes sense, whether mm-hmm. it's a series or a series of movies or a one-off movie, I think that's just so special. And it's something that you really don't see anywhere else. Yeah. And the way we shot it. So, so normally in television, a director will come in for just one episode or what we call a block, which is usually two episodes. Mm -hmm. So um, there's not a lot of time to really get to know the actors and, you know, it's, um, we do a lot of homework going in. Whereas this was different because um, I actually came in for two seasons. So Tosca directed the first two episodes of uh, season one. I directed the next four, and then I directed all of season two. So it was really, um, it, it was such an, a unique and amazing experience because we it, it almost was filming a movie in a sense mm-hmm. because we were all together. It was the same crew. It was the same director, um, the same core actors. Of course, we had other actors coming in and out. Um, but we really, um, I mean, I think... I can't remember exactly. I want to say we shot for like 10 weeks or something. Um, And because we filmed out of order and we, uh, we did what was called block shooting, which I can explain what that means. Um, It's, we were filming out of order. So sometimes what would happen is if we knew these characters go back to the same places sometimes. So let's just say we knew we were filming in Amy's apartment. What we Mm -hmm. would do is we would pull the scenes from season one and possibly season two, if there was any that happened to happen in, you know, a specific location, um, just for argument's sake, where I'm just going to say Amy's apartment. So um, for season one, anytime we were in Amy's apartment, we would shoot that within, uh, you know, a day or so, a day or two. And so we were shooting out of order. So a lot of times it, it, we all had to kind of team together and go, okay, now where were we? What were we thinking? What Last were we time wearing? On filming. What? Yes, it was really, um, it was really, really interesting. Um, but it was so it was challenging. But it was also, um, it, it can be very challenging for the actors and for continuity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But really, it's um, easier on uh, the crew and on production because we're actually shooting out a location altogether, and then we may or may not come back to it in subsequent seasons. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, I think that's such an interesting concept because a lot of people think, 
you know, that everything's chronological. You know, you start on page one, mm, and just mm-hmm. film the whole way through. And I, I don't think I've ever talked to anyone. I mean, I, I don't think that's even done. Um, it just because of, you know, I mean, that would, that would actually be more difficult to do than I think, you know, that anyone would really realize. But the fact well, that- this one, this one, I do believe, I could be wrong. We have to double check with Tosca, but I do believe that on the first day of filming was the airport scene. So on this one, I do believe they pretty much not shot in exact order, but mm-hmm. the characters kind of met on day one. I mean, the actors met on day one, the same time the uh-huh. characters met. So that was very unique. Yeah. And then at the end of season one, um, I had talked about this in another interview that, um, uh, without giving too much away um towards the end of the episode when they're in the high rise we -hmm. had originally planned on filming that earlier in the in the season but just because of the way scheduling goes and availability etc we ended up filming that towards the end of the shooting schedule so it was kind of cool we were kind of saying goodbye to the season one at the same time you know we were wrapping up that episode so that was kind of cool too yeah yeah because I, I mean it is especially it, with with that block shooting schedule there isn't a lot of time to to get to know everybody and to, to really form I mean, you jump right into it so the idea sure. that you could have these special moments you know that kind of you start out in the place that your the story kind of starts out and then you end up in the place where the story ends. I mean, that is, that's something that's really special and not in, yeah. again, not something that, that happens very often. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Now I want to have, like I said, I have so many questions and, and you've every time, <laughs> every, everything you just said, now I have more questions. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to go back really quick and I want to talk a little bit about how you came to be involved with the project. Have mm-hmm. you ever, um, you know, in, in, you know, how familiar were you with the story? How did you familiarize yourself? Because everybody, everybody has different ways of planning. We know that Maddie didn't want to read ahead. She didn't want to get too far ahead of herself. Um, but I would love to kind of hear, you know, how you came into the project and how you prepared, you know, and, and became familiar with the story. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I had been living in Atlanta. So I, I started my career as an actress, and then I, I went into producing and then directing. And so I had been in Atlanta for a couple of years, I want to say around the same time Tosca got there. And I kept hearing her name, you know, from my circle of friends and, you know, and I kept saying, Oh, I want to work with Tosca, I need to work with Tosca. And so it was, um, so I always had that in the back of my mind, I was familiar with passion flicks. Of course, I, I had heard of the books when they first came out, you know, years and years ago, but I had never read them. Mm-hmm. And um, how I got involved with this project, I was actually um, finishing up another project and um, my manager pitched me um, for the series. And so I had an opportunity to speak to, to Tosca um, a couple of times and it just worked out with scheduling. Um, and they offered me the job. And of course I was like, yes, I was so excited. I finally get to work with Tosca. Um, but I hadn't read the books. So, and it was so quick. There was a lot of moving parts and then she, you know, she had to go on to Gabriel's. And so it was kind of like, um, you know, it was moving targets here and there and they kept saying, oh, we'll send you the scripts. And, um, anyway, I didn't get the scripts and I was, I literally was driving, um, from I was in North Carolina, I was driving to Atlanta, and I was listening to the books on tape before I could oh, get wow. there. So I listened <laughs> to the books, 
And then I got the scripts and, um, you know, the way, the way that Brian wrote the, the screenplay, I just thought was so, I mean, first of all, Lisa is an amazing, amazing author. And then the way Brian was able to adapt it, I think was just so beautiful. And, um, and yeah, so that's how, so I, I kind of like jumped right in, you know, yeah, I went straight to the studios, met with Tosca, like as soon as I arrived, um, and I was super fortunate in, in that my, um, the DP that I work with a lot, the director of photography, we, prior to this, we had worked together, I think four other times. And so we had such, we have such a beautiful, you know, a, a great relationship. Um, and so far as, um, when you work together that, that closely and for that long and under, you know, um, you know, fast situations and, um, not always necessarily a ton of money, you really get to learn each other's styles and language. And, and so the fact that we had worked together, he was the DP on this project as well. And, um, we had just done a film together last spring and so most of the crew that was on that film was actually on this series. So for me as a director, it was just a godsend to walk into not only working with Tosca, working on this great project, but also working with a good majority of the crew that I have already worked with before. Um, so that made it that made it easier and more joyous for me. Mm -hmm. That's just, I mean, again, it's mm -hmm. just, it's so amazing to think that that was, that was possible, but it, it all worked out so well. And I mean, there's, you know, I, I can't stress enough, you know, in, in having talked to so many people and, and been on sets, you know, the importance of having that chemistry mm, because when you're mm -hmm. shooting, a, a, especially a story like this, I mean, this, the Amy Benson story is, is very different than, you know, your average, you know, it's not a romantic comedy. It's not. Mm -hmm. it, a regular romance. I mean, there's, there's so many, so many different elements to it. And, you know, it's, it's got the, the romantic thriller vibe to it. So it's, it's, it's it not does, a yeah. story. I mean, it's, it's not like a, it's not an easy story to work with. Right. Know. Right. So my, my background is, um, uh, my parents were law enforcement and I almost went down that path and studied, you know, criminology. So I have a, um, a tendency to direct a lot of thrillers. I just, it's, it's an easy, I shouldn't say easy. It's never easy. Um, it's just a, a language that I know mm -hmm. and, you know, the psychological thrillers. Um, but usually with those, there's not a lot of romance, right? <laughs> like it's, it's someone not, you know, fearing for their life as opposed to loving so deeply like these two characters do. Um, so it was so, um, rewarding for me to have, and I, and I personally loved, I've done Christmas movies and rom-coms and I personally love, you know, directing those movies. So this was the first time where those two genres actually, um, you know, uh, merged for me. So mm -hmm. it was, um, it was exciting and thrilling and, um, like I said, really rewarding to have, I mean, I still see it as a, as a, um, a mystery. Mm -hmm. um, that has a lot of romance in it. That's the way that I like to view it. And it, I mean, it really, it really does. And that's one of the things that's so impressive about the way that, that Maddie and, um, Casey King connect as Amy and Liam is they don't just have that. I mean, it, it's impossible for, for Amy, who's been through so much to just look at him and be like, yes, I, I'm in love with this person because she doesn't know who she can trust. And she doesn't know. I mean, it, it's not an easy place to be. Mm -hmm. And so playing, you know, trying to develop that sense of 
I really like this person, but I also don't know if I could trust this person. And I think I'm still right. in danger. Like I, I am still in danger. I think I'm safe with him, but I don't know. I mean, that that's a lot to bring to life so yeah. quickly and yeah, yeah. to make it believable and to make it, you know, to, to have that feeling of suspense. I mean, I can't tell you how many times that, you know, you'd, you'd you should pick up a letter or something and the music becomes very tense and then I feel very <laughs> tense. Oh my God, this is yeah. just taking me for a ride. Yeah. And, and it's unlike anything else on passion flicks. I mean, it's just a complete change from, you know, the traditional, you know, boy meets girl, they fall in love, you know, that, that kind of story that I think a lot of people connect to romance. There's also this mm-hmm. whole other thing. And so to see that come to life and to see, I mean, I, if, I have to say, I mean, Amy, Maddie was brilliant as Amy. Isn't she? I know. She is just I know. incredible. And well, I can only imagine what seeing her do that live was like as a director. So, yeah. So, you know, I, when I came to the project, the cast was already cast. So, mm-hmm. and that's rare because usually the director has a, a very heavy hand in casting. So it was like, okay, here's your Amy. Here's your Liam. Here's your, you know. <laughs> Um, so, um, and I watched their tapes and obviously I could see from their auditions that they, you know, that they truly knew what they were doing, but you never know, like you said, you never know the chemistry until we're right there in person. And I have an acting background. I'm definitely an actor's director. So I know the language I know, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, and there's a, I think there's a sense of safety too when you know that your director also is one of you right you know I'm an actor I know what it feels like to put myself out there but I also feel like people are just multi-dimensional no one is ever just one side you never you know you're not just good or bad so even with my my villains I love to show a different side to them and same with you know the Pollyanna types like there's there's all sorts of different types so you know Clearly, it starts with these actors just being so incredibly talented and, and um, you know, they had done a lot of schooling and they've had a lot of experience and they just were so eager to, uh, you know, ju- um, justify these characters, you know, with good performances. And then we also, we did not have a lot of time to to do a lot of takes, but we, we you know, we talked things through constantly and, and then every once in a while, you know, I'd say, okay, let's just try it this way instead, or let's just do something mm-hmm. different. Like, let's just have fun with this take, just have fun with this take. And it was really, truly, you know, magical to watch, um, what would come out. Um, but, but to, to kind of circle back to a question you asked earlier, I didn't fully answer it. Um, I hadn't read all the books either. I read book one. Okay. So I didn't really know what was happening. So every once in a while, I'd have to pull Lauren aside. Lauren was one of our um, uh, co-executive producers. And I'd have to say, okay, just tell me, don't tell me everything. Just tell me so I know how to direct the scene. Is this person going to do this or this? So, So really, I wasn't absolutely certain what Liam's motives were. Until I, until I got done filming. I mean, as you get closer to the end, you kind of, you know, you, you figure it out. But I wanted to allow the actors to really bring their own, um, you know, I, I always feel like good directors know exactly what they want, but they leave a, a, a big enough stage for the actors to bring in their brilliance mm-hmm. and the cinematographer to bring in their creative genius. And, you know, it's such a... Um, 
yes, the director's actually, you know, helming the ship, but there has to be room for, for everyone else's, you know, what they bring to the table. Mm-hmm. And, and so it was really, you know, sometimes I would see a scenes one way and then the performances would happen. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, like, this is so much better than I ever imagined. You know, every mm-hmm. once in a while you see me by the monitor, just like jumping up and down. I'd be so happy. Um, so, so yeah, it was really, and, and I think what happens is, you know, when it's a, when it's a fun set, and when everyone really likes each other and no one's yelling or screaming, you know, of course we have to keep the project on time and on budget. Of course we have a job to do. But when when people are truly loving their jobs, mm-hmm. I think that it really, um, it, it, it helps the morale, but it also, you know, everybody then wants to do their jobs well. And, right. and I think that that was really a special gift for this project. I mean, I think that we all truly believed in the books and in passion flicks. And we wanted to give Tosca something she could be proud of. And, um, and yeah, but, but seeing, seeing the layers that these, that these actors could bring to the table was really, really exciting. I can only imagine. And, and hearing you talk about how, you know, how you weren't even sure where the story was, you, you know, that, I mean, that's, it's so amazing to to picture how well it came together, you know, when not everybody had the full picture, which is understandable because you do want, you know, I feel like there is that element that comes from not knowing mm-hmm. whether Liam is, you know, is, is he really here for the right reasons? I mean, you don't mm-hmm. really know and you don't, and if these things keep happening. And so that makes me think of, of something you said earlier about, you know, the, with the block shooting and, and how you were, everybody, you know, had different, different pieces to the puzzle, you know, but how does that, like, were there times where, you know, and we'll just use Amy's apartment as, a, as an example, because I feel like that, that kind of works. There's so many different emotions that mm-hmm. happen in Amy's apartment. So were there times where you had to go from like, lev- I, I don't want to say levity, because there's never really levity in <laughs> just because of the, the ever-present danger that, that she was in. But like, you know, there were lighter moments and then there were more intense mm-hmm. moments. And, you know, is it, what's it like, you know, having to jump from all of those, you know, from because of the way that it's being filmed? Like, how does that, how did, how does that jump go kind of behind, from a behind the scenes perspective to see, you know, going from intensity to maybe something lighter because you're yeah. just doing it all at once. Like, what's that, what does that look like? So usually like, say we know we're going to spend two days in Amy's apartment. What we try to do is within those two days, try to go in some sort of chronological order. Now that of course is dependent on other actor schedules too, because maybe there's an actor that just comes in for one episode, but he's not there on day two. He's there on day one, but his seasons are, you know, so there's a little flip-flop there. And then, um, you know, we all just communicate really, really well. And then, and then sometimes there'll be scenes where I would say, okay, Maddie, um, you know, you have this scene that you're happy and this scene that is a little bit more intense. Do you have a preference today to, you know, to, you know, if everything else was the same, if all the other playing, you know, field was the same, if she would have a preference in what order to go or Casey even, you know, what order to go in. And so um, usually the consensus was let's try to go in as much chronicle, chronological order as possible because you do forget. I mean, there, there is, there is definitely at least once during this, during the season where we shot something and I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, 
I don't think that was the right emotion. I think we have to shoot this again, you know, just, you know, just like a, a line, you know, not a whole scene. Um, mm-hmm. Because you do, you stop. And, and I mean, there were several moments where we would say like, okay, does she have this here? Okay, where was she? Where is she in episode three? And then where is she? You know, and it, it, it's like putting together a puzzle. Um, and then there are sometimes, you know, there's like one scene, I, we, we've talked about this before. There is, um, there are days where you're moving faster than mm-hmm. you, than you had anticipated. So then you don't want to just wrap three hours early, right? You want to actually pick up a scene. And mm-hmm. so there was one day in particular, we were, we were moving at a great speed. And, um, the only other thing we could have filmed in this one location was like, I don't know, like a five page exposition, you know, back and forth between, uh, Liam and Amy. And so I pulled them aside and I was like, guys, I don't know. I mean, do you want to try it? You want to? And so they're like, yeah, let's try it. So they literally went off set for, I don't even know, maybe an hour and ran lines and came back in and we filmed this like five page scene that wasn't on the schedule. They weren't prepared for it. They just went, you know, and memorized lines off to the side. And it's, and it's a beautiful scene, you know, it worked well. And then some scenes, sometimes we'll go like, oh gosh, we only have, you know, another hour to finish the day. Should we rush this or should we punt it until tomorrow? Um, And then of course, you you know, you're, you're filming in the South, so you never know when a rainstorm is going to (laughs) come. You just mess up your whole schedule. Yeah. That darn continuity thing. Yeah. Worry about that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. We've had it. We had a few of those. Yes. So, Gosh. So now that, I mean, it, I love that we're able to talk about it now that all of the episodes of the first season are out because mm-hmm. hearing you talk about how it came to life now that you've seen it and, you know, obviously you were working on edits and, and, you know, all of the post-production. So you saw it in various stages of completion, yes. but now that it's out, now that everybody has seen it, now that you've been able to see it kind of, you know, in its finished format with everybody else, hearing everybody else, what was your reaction to hearing people talk about the scene, you know, thinking to scenes that, you know, you know, there's a story attached to it, or, you know, it's that that five page scene that you referred to, like, how do you, do you see people talking about these moments and then think to yourself like, oh, wow, that's, that's that moment that happened at this moment. And that was the, that was the take that we used. That was like amazing or, you know, how, what's that like? Yeah. So I've been fortunate enough to be able to, um, uh, be more involved in the post on this just, um, so, so I've been able to, uh, see the locked cuts and then help out, you know, where I can with the color and sit in on, you know, ADR and all of that. So I, I've been able to see these, um, these episodes come to life, but, I haven't seen, I don't get to see the final final until everyone else does. So I've seen pieces of it, but to see Mm -hmm. it put together, it's, um, it's just, you know, it's amazing because, um, some things were like, like there's certain scenes where I'm like, Oh gosh, I don't know if this is going to look good. Or I just don't know. Like we had to pivot at the last minute and then I'll watch it and be like, huh, that turned out really good. Um, but I don't think like I haven't, I mean, the, other than some obvious scenes that you would, you know, some of the obvious love, love scenes, I don't know if anyone's really pinpointed like a specific that I've seen or that anyone's actually said to me, oh, I love this specific element. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, but I can tell you that it's really hard uh, for me to 
watch especially something of my own without talking through it <laughs> so like my boyfriend like he you know he'll watch it as soon as it comes out but without me so he can actually just watch it as a viewer and same with my sister because otherwise I'll talk through the whole thing I'll say mm-hmm. oh let me tell you what happened to this so let me you know because it's it's I think it's I think the behind you know the making of it is so much fun so I want to you know I, I love sharing all that information but I, but I will say, I think, you know, obviously Robert and I have worked together before. So his cinematography, I mean, I just, you know, he's, he's just one of the best. Um, but I think the color is just incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, I love working with his colorist and the music. I mean, how good is the music? I, I, I talked it, about both of those at yeah. length. They just really added to, the, I mean, it, it, those are always important elements. But there's something about, I mean, the music in particular that just, it, mm-hmm. it makes her, you know, it's good if your blood pressure goes up because you're watching it and you're like, oh my God, I feel tense now because mm-hmm. she just picked up a piece of paper. Like there's yeah. something to that, that all she had to do was pick up a piece of paper, but the music just ratchets up the tension so much. Mm-hmm. And the theme song or, the, you know, I love it when, um, I love it when we put actual songs in there as well. I think that mm-hmm. it really enhances it. So I, I remember I gave them a couple of samples, like, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm, this is what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then when they, you know, came back with that music, I was like, oh, this is amazing. I remember one time we were filming, this is funny, we were filming and I was like, does anyone else hear that music? And people are like, what are you talking about? I go, wait, is there, you know, I'd say the sound guy, do you hear music? Is there, because I, I thought like someone was playing, like their their cell phone was going off, you know, mm-hmm. or, and nobody else heard the music. And someone said, I think you're hearing the music to the scene in your head. And I was like, oh my gosh, I think I might be, because no one else heard the music I was hearing, you know, yeah. in that particular moment. So, wow, that is just, I mean, and again, you can feel the connection. I, you know, just in talking to you, I can feel how connected you were to this project and how yeah. that comes through as, you know, as you watch, it. I mean, I, I, you can, you can feel the, the dedication from the actors. You can, you know, the music is so perfect. And, and you know, I, I want to think, I want to believe that every project has that level of dedication and that people genuinely, you know, have a passion for what they're doing. But I also know that that's not the case, you know, for some Mm. people, it's just a paycheck and it's just, you know, finish the job, get it done and it's done. But this feels so special in so many ways that, you know, in, in watching the audience reaction, you know, if I've had people message me and say, Hey, what do you think about this or what? And it's just so fascinating to hear, even though we all know what the story, you know, as a, it's from a fan perspective, we all know mm-hmm. what the story is about. You know, we have read the book. And so it's very hard to say, well, no spoilers because we already know what's going to happen, mm-hmm. but there's something about seeing it come to life that just makes you forget the story. And then you're just locked into how it comes across visually. And it's just right. all of those elements coming together, just make it so brilliant. I mean, I, I think I, I, I wrote at one point about how the tie that Liam, or it was, no, the shirt that Liam had on mm-hmm. in this one scene, it just completely, it was like, it was the scene. It was so perfect. And, and seeing this, and it was just, you know, it was just the, the little choices that make it just enhance it so much. Right. And because it's a book adaptation, you know, it's not an original screenplay. We really tried our best. I mean, it, we were pretty diligent to honor the book but sometimes you can't do every single last detail, right? Like it's sometimes you just 
physically can't get something, you know, proper, something that was, you know, in the book. So I think the fact that we really, really um, tried to uh, stick, stick to the book, you know, very, very closely, but um, you know, every once in a while, like maybe, maybe a small little something might change. I think that would, I think that actually breeds, you know, brings in a new, um, I can't even think of anything off the top of my head, but I just know that there are certain things that weren't exactly, exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think with, you know, the actors too, like all the, the, the supporting roles as well. So I, so I read, okay. So obviously I read the, um, the, the screenplays, the scripts, and then I went, I read book one. And then as I was driving to work every day, I'd listen to the book on tape as mm-hmm. I was driving in. So I, just to keep myself really familiar with, um, you know, it, even the movements, like if it says he runs her hands through her hair, you know, trying to just really honor that and do everything that the book says. So being really aware of the physicality as well as the lines and as well as, like you said, the shirts and the ties and the, and the locations. Um, but I didn't read book three and four until after we wrapped. And so there are definitely some surprises. And I was like, oh, oh my God, you know, and I, I had to refrain because I, Maddie and I would text each other and I was, and I was ahead of her in the books and I had to refrain from like texting her or calling her to say, oh my God, did you know? You know? <laughs> and so she knew I read the books first. And so she actually got it, got to do that with me. She's like, oh my God, I just read it, you know? So, <laughs> so that was fun. You know, that was a lot of fun to, to know where the stories were going, but not know exactly what was going to happen. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Looking back on it, is there, were there scenes that were more challenging to film than others? Oh, sure. Yeah. Always, always. Um, you know, it's scenes that you don't think would be challenging. So when you're, you know, when you have characters sitting down for, you know, 12 pages, that's challenging, you know? And like I said, trying to really stick to the book and if the characters aren't like physically in the car or moving somewhere, we, you know, we really wanted to be, to, to have the book come to life. Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, I think, you know, you learn something new, like with any job, you learn something new on every project Mm -hmm. and there was no big like fire drills or no, nothing, you know, major, uh, no catastrophes in any sense. But I do think that when characters are just sitting and talking, you would think that that would be easy, but sometimes that can be hard, you know, harder and, and, and harder in the sense of trying to make it more interesting or, um, actors learn their lines better when they're walking and talking and having a physical physicality. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's more challenging to learn lines when you're just sitting at a table, you know, <laughs> or, or if there's four <laughs> actors just sitting at a table, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that, you know, is challenging, but nothing, nothing felt like, um, work, you know what I mean? Nothing felt labored. So, um, but you always wish you have an extra hour of the day, right? You always mm-hmm. wish that you had, you know, just, just a little bit more time, um, especially with weather contingencies, but, but yeah. And it's funny hearing you say that because, you know, obviously one of the missions that Passion Flix has and something that I know Tosca feels very strongly about is the authenticity of bringing the book to life on screen, whether it's a movie mm. or series or a short movie or, you know, whatever the case may be, but it does, it does make you think. And, and, and it's funny because um, 
not to not for self-promotion, but I just published my first book Aww. about a month ago. Great. And this experience <laughs> of writing it made me think because I've been covering things and like it it made me think about, you know, how you have characters interacting and like what that would look like. And because mm-hmm. of what I do for a living, you know, is, is a journalist covering entertainment. Like it, it did shape how I wrote it a little bit because I was thinking about, you know, what would that, I was thinking in a more visual sense than mm-hmm. in a book sense, but there is something that's really, I think, inherently difficult about bringing a book to life. Fans love the idea of it, but I think in concept and, and in practice, it's actually a lot more challenging than you would think because it's not just about nailing the dialogue. It's how do you, I mean, because as you say, I mean, I could, I can think of books. I could think of a dozen off the top of my head where you would just have characters sitting at a table for mm-hmm. a whole chapter. And right. that wouldn't be very fun to look at visually. Right. But in the book, you yeah. don't even think about it. You don't uh-huh. even stop and think <laughs> about what's going on. And then like thinking about what that would look like or how you would bring that to life. I mean, that that is a huge challenge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But exactly. when you have great actors, it makes it a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But even then, I mean, it, it just, it, it's, say well that that's how it was written it was literally 20 minutes or going to different locations you know like obviously we didn't go to Denver you know like having that's what I mean more in the sense of like really trying to um keep as close to the book as possible make it look as close as possible but not quite you know 100% being there I mean it would have been great if we could have flown to Denver but we made it look like Denver. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you sure, you sure mm-hmm. did. You sure did. What now that you've now that you've seen all of the episodes? Do you have one? Um, just you know, thinking about the first season now that you've seen them completed, do you have one that stands out as your favorite? Or I do. I really love. Um, I love episode four a lot. I think it's just. I think what we did with the photography and the acting, and I just think that this. Episode four to me is where they, um, where they, where the two characters really start to really trust each other, and and we're seeing the vulnerability and we're seeing um, their relationship really unfold. Um, that one's a really special one to me, um, but I but I really really love episode six. It's my favorite, I think, and I think it's because we we think okay, all oh, the story's coming to an end. We're at the end of the first season. We're at the end of the first book, and we and and what really happens is it starts to really come alive. You know, <laughs> so many things happen, and which leads us into season two. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I feel like we uh, we had a few more locations. We introduced a few more characters. So for me, uh, episode six was was it was my favorite for sure I can and I can absolutely agree with you on that because it, it was for me as as a fan it was so interesting to see the the moments when you saw the comfort between the two characters and obviously the actors are doing a phenomenal job but seeing them being able to be comfortable around other people mm-hmm. is you know it's, it's not just the two of them anymore now they're out and around other people and it changes the dynamics so much, you know, even just the introduction, the, the introduction of, of, um, you know, of, of Jared. I mean, when Jared, yeah, first Jared appeared, uh-huh. it was like, you know, yeah. I mean, that was, that was a moment where you're like, okay, now we have someone else and his dynamic completely shifted how Liam's dynamic worked. And 
so all of these elements combined that dinner, you know, thinking of that dinner in episode six, it was just Mm -hmm. so fun to see everybody sat at the table, you know, having this, this conversation and you get to see them really bring their, I mean, they're knowing how that scene probably came to life. It's amazing to think that they had the, you know, like the chemistry, the chemistry felt like they had been filming the whole time and and then to hear that that was you know kind of at the end of the of the thing yeah. now it kind of it kind of makes sense because you feel that you feel the yeah. familiarity yeah for sure yeah and in our you know our day players the guys that you know guys and gals that just came in for a day or two were, were fat you know fantastic too and and I really love our supporting characters I just I had we just had we had so much fun we really oh, yeah. did like we just loved being around each other yeah and I can only imagine um, what season two must hold because it's just, it, it's almost cruel that we had to leave at the spot we did. I know. But we know, <laughs> we know it was kind of coming, but mm-hmm. um, like thinking now that you've seen it and knowing what you've done and what, you know, what you've filmed and what you've done, you worked on in post-production on a scale of one to 10, how excited are you for season two? Oh, I'm very excited. Even when we were filming, like when we were done with season one, I think um, I was so excited to jump into season two um, again, because we, we now know who these characters are, right? We now, we think we know who they are. And um, so, so now we're more invested. So mm-hmm. now we care a little bit more um, and there's still mystery, right? Like uh, we don't, we don't know who's good, who's bad, who's, you know, not, not good or bad. Who's, um, chasing, you know, chasing her, maybe, maybe not. There's just so much mystery. So I think what's exciting about season two, um, again, is we, we do travel to different locations. We do, we get introduced to different characters. Um, we see different sides of characters. You know, I think that that everything's just, Everything takes a step up, I think, in in season two because we've already in, been introduced. We know who they are now. <laughs> now we see where they're going to go. Yeah. Now the sandbox is officially open, and it's time to play. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. I and I, I people keep asking me like, when's it coming out? And I was like, I honestly don't know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, we're we're still in post right now. So, um, but but I'm excited for it. I'm sure. You know, I'm sure as soon as we know, or as soon as Tosca knows, I'm sure she'll announce it, but, um, I don't think she's going to have to make you guys wait too, too, too long, but we have to finish. We have to finish it first. (laughs) But, you know, I, I do have to say, because it's, uh, you know, it's something again, that people don't really pay attention to unless you're following something really closely, but the fact, you know, that's, I think that's one of the greatest benefits to how Tosca runs these these sets and has you know has this plan to film back to back because as soon as I finished watching House of the Dragon and they say you know that was last year and they said oh it'll be it'll be back in 2024 and you're sitting there going well it's like November 2022 like yeah I don't want to wait that long you know and and obviously things happen like I mean like the the gap between the Driven series that was a whole other situation and you know there was COVID Mm -hmm. and the world changed and there was a whole bunch of stuff but the fact that you could turn around two series of a show so quickly mm-hmm. in, the, yeah, in the, this environment is, again, it's one of those things that it's just so impressive. But 
it, it's like we're spoiled as fans. Like it's, <laughs> right. it, it's, it's not common to be yeah. able to do that. Right, right. Well, I, you know, I think that it was, um, it, I've been doing this for a very long time and the, the, the swiftness with how we got season one, you know, <laughs> ready to air was, was really remarkable. Um, Cause I think we stopped filming in like early November and it aired the day after Christmas or something. I mean, it was, it was so fast, but I think people don't realize, um, you know, if you're not a filmmaker, how much time it even going at lightning speed, it still takes time to actually, you know, edit the film and color the film and add the music and add, you know, any sort of, you know, ADR that we need to. And it, um, yeah, it just, it, it, it takes a minute. Yeah. Yeah. It sure does. It's, it's incredible. And, um, but it's worth the wait. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is hundred percent worth the wait. Um, as we wrap up Stacia, I would love to know, I mean, you kind of talked about how you were really excited to work with Pat with Tosca and Passion Flicks. Now that you're in the in the mix and you're you're part of the fold, um, you know, one I feel like you would want to come back. I I, I get the impression course, that you want to come yes, back. Yes, um, yes, yes. Do you see projects like do you look at things now and think like, oh my gosh, that would be a perfect project for Passion Flicks? Like, I mean, do, does it kind of change your perspective having having been part of this, like how you, you know, see a book and say, hey, that would make a great Oh, sure. Yeah. Not not being on the inside and knowing, um, you know, I'm I'm brand new. I'm probably the newest member to Passion Flicks. So, um, uh, yeah, for sure. You know, or, or certain, you know, episodes I'll say like, oh gosh, that looks like something that could have been shown on Passion Flicks or, you know, (laughs) of a different series. So I think, yes, I think that, um, now that I have experienced it, uh, I do, but I think that they're so, you know, they're so wonderful at really having their finger on the pulse of what readers want to see in a visual format. So, I mean, like this new series, I know everyone is so, so excited about. Um, so I think that they're doing a really good job, you know, bringing books to life, but yes, I think I definitely, yeah. (laughs) I really look at things and go yeah that that could easily you know that could easily be one of Tosca's I love it she amazing I mean she was running an empire I don't I don't know how this that woman does it (laughs) but you know that's that's what I love you know I love talking to everybody at all the different levels of of involvement you know be it um you know Margie the editor who is just fantastic and you know didn't but all of these really brilliant women bringing different perspectives to the stories, you know, that, that, you know, the way you saw the story is different, you know, different, the same, you know, similar mm-hmm. to how she, you know, how she did it. And she directed two episodes and that, you know, to, to leave that kind of footprint, um, you know, whether it's, it, and again, that's why I get excited about the prospect of, of more and more series, because it mm-hmm. does allow for different directors to come in and, and, you know, leave their stamp on an episode or two or an entire series. I mean, that, that she, it, it really helps the dynamic of a movie and, sure. you know, yeah, and, and it's it, this really cool, powerful, like group of women yeah. that, you know, that are doing it. And, and, you know, we've had, we've had actors stepping behind the camera already. And I think that's something we'll keep seeing as, as we go on, but I mean, it's just an endless world of possibility. Yeah. And it's very, um, 
you know, we all have different styles, right? We're all, we're all different people. So we have, even if we know that, you know, what the final outcome should be, we have different ways of getting there. You know, it's just, so seeing, you know, sometimes I'll turn in a cut and then, you know, um, they'll put their own, you know, changes on it and, and I'll watch it again and say, oh, well, that's interesting. I love that. I would have never thought of that, you know? So it's really, it's really fun to, um, to collaborate, like you said, with such mm-hmm. incredible, um, strong, uh, really creative people. And I think it's because our, um, not only, you know, are we, uh, we've done this for a while, but we have the same goal in mind, right? We want to just make the best possible product, right. you know, for the viewers. So I think that knowing that, knowing that we all have one singular um, goal in mind, I think is really helpful. And um, like our, our post-production supervisor kit is phenomenal. You know, I talk to her all the time and it's just, it's great. It's great to, to be able to collaborate. And I'm excited to see what, you know, what happens next. I'm excited to see what's next for Passion Flakes. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, like I said, it's everybody else is cutting back and they're just adding and, and going full yeah. speed ahead. And it's just, it's, it's so great to see. So it's, it's an exciting time at Passion Flicks and knowing that there's a whole season coming is just, yes. it's, it's, yes. it's really nice to know that it's, it's just right there. So it's, um, it's amazing. Now I know, you know, you're kind of in, in perpetual motion with, with season two, but last question promise. Mm-hmm. Do you have any other projects that you're working on or anything that's kind of on the horizon that, that you want to talk about or anything that uh, that's coming out soon? Well, I think, you know, uh, I have a couple of projects in the works, but nothing that's uh, set in stone, like with a specific start date. I definitely have a couple of, um, you know, I've got, I love Christmas movies. So I've got a Christmas movie um, that I'm filming soon. I've got another thriller, um, but nothing... I don't have a start date on these yet. So, you know, every, like you said, everything is in perpetual motion and you just never know when you're going to get a call that says, Hey, what are you doing for the next three months? <laughs> you know? I love it. I love it though. Yeah. I mean, that's, that, and that's got it. I mean, that's, that's really got to keep it fun and interesting to go from an Amy Benson to a thriller, to a Christmas movie, to, you know, that's great. Sure. You have to be versatile, right? Like at, mm-hmm. same way with actors, you have to be able to, I mean, I think you, there's nothing wrong with uh, honing your craft and really having a specific genre that you love. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like nowadays with all these streaming services, like being, being versatile and, and how, you know, as a storyteller, I think, um, is an advantage for me personally. Um, but people ask all the time, they'll be like, you know, do you like, do you like working on thrillers more or romance more? And, <laughs> and I find like when I'm on a TV show, I, I think, oh gosh, I would really love to be working on a movie. And then when I'm on a movie, I think, oh, I really want to go back to TV. Or, you know, if you do a couple of thrillers, you're like, oh, I just want to feel good. I just want to feel good <laughs> Christmas movie. You know? So, so I think, um, I think having the ability to, to jump around genres is really, you know, it's, it's a gift and I'm grateful for it. I love it. And I'm going to put out in the universe that I hope that because it, you know, passion flicks makes some really fun Christmas quickies and yeah, yeah. I would love to see you directing the next quickie or full feature film. Like that would just be so much fun because I love a good Christmas movie too. So Oh, I that love be, it too. Yeah. I think uh, now yeah. that you're part of the family. Or I thriller. Love, I'll do a thriller. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A Christmas thriller, you know, like there you Oh yeah. There you go. Black Friday <laughs> trying to get the last something, something on the shelf and uh, question. Yeah. <laughs> lots of possibilities there. Lots, <laughs> lots. 
Well, Stacia, this has been so much fun talking with you. And, and I think, you know, as I said to Maddie, when, when I was talking with her, this is just the, the beginning. We'll be talking again because we still have season two to, to go through and, and can't wait to talk to you about that. But your yes. work on season one has been amazing. Thank you. And I can't thank you enough for all that you've done for Passion Flicks fans and oh. the story. And just thank you for delivering such an amazing first season because this has been an absolute pleasure to watch. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we will, uh, we will talk again very soon, I think. Wonderful. All right. Thank you so All much. All right. You too. All right. Thank you so much for joining me in the podcast today and for listening to my interview with Stacia Crawford. Obviously, it's not the end of the conversation because Stacia will be back to direct uh, or to talk about her experience directing season two. And, you know, it's, it's, I know we talked a little bit about it in the podcast, but it's just, it's so amazing to have so many wonderful female directors, writers, actors, producers, I mean, editors, just at every level, there are so many women doing amazing things at Passion Flicks. And so it's really nice to welcome Stacia Crawford to the, to the Passion Flicks family and to know that she has really left her mark with Amy Benson. And hopefully I would, I would absolutely love to have her direct other projects. I mean, I think that would be fantastic. So let's put that out into the universe that we want to see Stacia back on more Passion Flicks and um, more projects and, and other things in the future. And yeah, I have some really good stuff coming for you, Passion Flicks fans. There's a lot to be excited about, especially right now. It's February. There's a lot going on at Passion Flicks. So stay tuned. Lots of great content coming your way. I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for all of the reviews and suggestions and subscriptions. It, it all just means so much to me. And I'm so thrilled to be able to bring these episodes to you. So thank you so much for your support. And until next time, I hope everybody is doing well. And I cannot wait to share these next couple of episodes are going to be so fantastic. So yes, very much looking forward to the next time we talk. Thank you so much, everyone. <laughs>